0: This is Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast with your hosts, Brendan Spinner, Michael Burns and Kyle Rowe. Welcome in to another episode of Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball podcast. This is episode number three, and this is the episode that ends the regular season. Boys, today... October the 5th, 2022, the final day of the MLB regular season. It kind of was a duck. Yeah, game 162 for all those teams. How are we doing tonight?
1: I'm devastated.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that in sure. just a second. Mike, Mikey, how you doing?
2: <laughs> I'm excited. I think there's some great playoff matchups for this postseason. It's going to be some fun October baseball.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't think the end of the season ended the way the MLB actually wanted it to with the new rules changes and the way they added the playoff team, but I do think that it did set up an incredible playoff and we're going to dive into those matchups here in a few minutes first. We are a bourbon and a baseball podcast, but before we jump into that, I do want to thank a couple of listeners, guys. We've had an amazing two-week start to, I think, our podcast. A big shout-out to each and every one of you who's listened, who's watched. I know I've had several people reach out to me and say, hey, I watched the whole thing on YouTube. Uh, I listened on the drive. I know Brittany uh, at Chick underscore six. She's got our podcast on in the car right now. She's on a... uh, on a road trip to Florida for a wedding this weekend. So a big shout out to Brittany at bourbon in the borough. He was the only one to respond to us about merch on our Instagram page. He's up in Springsboro, Springboro, Ohio. Uh, So bourbon in the Borough, big shout out to you, JP proof in the bottle. Uh, He's almost to a thousand followers on Instagram. Uh, He's been super supportive of us. Uh, And I know you've had a lot of conversation with at bourbon and baseball, Jason, right, Michael?
2: That's right. Yeah. Jason's been real good to us. Interacting and
0: sharing. Aunt Kathy, right? Big shout out to Aunt Kathy.
2: Aunt Kathy. She heard the shout out last week. Yeah. Angie's Aunt Kathy.
0: Yep. So thanks again to listening. Uh, And I know Jason reached out and did correct us on one thing last week, and I wanted to jump right into that correction. Uh, Tori Lovello, uh, the Diamondbacks head coach, had actually gotten an extension. Shortly before we podcasted, so he will not be on the chopping block. Uh, Tony La Russa is out as the White Sox manager. That has been um, confirmed that he is walking away due to health reasons. Yeah. I mean, when your team craps the bed the way they did this year, I would be unhealthy, too. Uh, One other correction (laughs) I I wanted to jump into uh, is the age statement on Bourbon it does not have to be two years in order to be considered bourbon. Uh, There are seven main rules of bourbon. You'll notice there's nothing mentioning of aging. That's because bourbon technically does not have to be aged by law. It's just not going to be very tasty if you don't let it mature and do the thing in the barrel. But straight bourbon has to be two years old and it has to be age statement on the bottle if it is less than four years old and another thing is it does not actually have to be in a barrel it can be in a container which is an open container it just has to be in a wooden an oak american uh container that is charred so must be
2: sitting in it of
0: some yes kind. and it only has to be in there for one second technically by law to be called bourbon but it's going to be just Straight up fire. yeah. And we'll get more into Bourbon 101 uh, later on in the offseason. But right now, it is bourbon time. And uh, this week, Michael and I are on the same page, ladies and gentlemen. It happens. It happens. Uh, Mm -hmm. This week, we're going with a pretty cool bottle. This was the second pick by uh, our boy Brandon Lawson. He was actually a minor league baseball player. He's played in several different uh, organizations. I know the Astros, the Twins, I believe he played with the Rays at one point as well. Uh, This is hand selected by Major League Bourbon. It's a single barrel from Blue Note. Blue Note is a distillery out of Memphis, Tennessee. Um, This was crafted in Memphis. This is a single barrel pick, meaning uh, I don't know how many bottles actually came from the barrel. I'm assuming over 170 to 200. Usually that's the yield. He did tell me that this is a three-year-old bourbon. Um, Now, Blue Note, what they do, Kyle, uh, is they source their bourbon. So they are not technically, or this bottle itself, they did not distill. They bought this juice from a different distillery, um, and that is Green River Distill it. That's who distilled this. It was a three-year bourbon. Mash bill is 70-21-9, so that's going to be 70% corn, 21% rye, and 9% barley. Um, again, I mentioned it's a three-year. Both Michael and I, I believe, we're cracking it at the same time, right? You haven't opened yours yet?
2: Yeah, I have not opened it, no. I try not to open just all myself. So.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we both bought this. I mean, uh, it had to be... Uh, was it June or July when he put this out there? Um, early, this one... Yeah, this, yeah. Uh, this bottle is... So for those of you who are not in the bourbon world or just getting new to bourbon, the cool thing about barrel picks is a lot of the stores or these groups, they create their own sticker to put on the bottle to differentiate it. This one was a very funny play on the Armando Galarraga. Um, You blew it. Perfect game that Jim Joyce uh, called the runner safe. This was pre-replay, so that's why it wasn't a perfect game, because they would have been able to overturn it on replay. But uh, I think it's already been, what, 10, 11 years since that happened, Mike? Mm-hmm. It's been yeah, a hot he,
2: minute. He, he came out even afterwards crying that he yeah. ruined the game, ad- admitted that he was wrong,
0: yeah. or, you know, tearing up. But oh. the play on words is that you blew it with the blue being the ump and also blew it as in you ruined the call being spelled blue- <laughs> from the blue notes. So cool stuff there. Galarraga um,
2: holding the bottle on the mountain.
0: <laughs> he probably wanted to at that point. <laughs> There's my pop. Um, this is a 122 proof bourbon. It uh, Again, I just poured about an ounce uh, because I'm also doing the uh, sober October challenge. So this is going to be minus two for my boys at reaching for the bars. And we'll also dive into the sober October challenge. Uh, as we go closer. I mean, it doesn't suck for me because I'm going to be in better shape, Michael. So is Kyle. You're just going to be the only overweight person on the podcast.
2: So, yeah, be, um, I'm going to be overweight. Uh, so, Maybe.
0: I got a vanilla right to off you? the what top. Do you do? It's a hot one. 122.
2: I hear lots of Mm. For most of the Blue Note uncuts, I get I've heard good things about. One uh, because it's such a great price too. For
0: yeah, I haven't so. had an uncut Blue Note yet, and this is fantastic. I got an orange citrusy finish on that one. Um, that, that'll be very dangerous because this is a 122 proof. But I to me, this went down easier than a 120 oh. proof kind of bottle what did you think mike
2: getting the palate used to them going right into a 122 proof <laughs> <laughs> I it first.
0: so that's get another tip that teach you if you go to a distillery tour and normally your first sip is just enough to coat the tongue kill all the bacteria kill all the stuff on your tongue and then the second sip won't necessarily feel as hot and you'll get more of a flavor profile <clears> out of it uh, or at least so i'm told um yeah if you're gonna if you
2: have a couple of samples to try, always go lower to higher, I approve.
0: my lighting's not the best in here, but this has got a pretty dark color for a three year bourbon. Um, I think it's fantastic. I got a lot of vanilla, even some caramel up front.
2: I do get the citrus at the finish.
0: Yeah, which is weird. Like, you know, not all bourbon... I mean, Kyle, uh, each different bourbon has a different flavor profile, a uh, different way that it hits. Citrus, I don't think, is necessarily a stronger one. I think, Mike, would you say that vanilla, cinnamon, most of the time have uh, those Car- Normally, rank...
2: Butterscotch. Yeah.
0: yeah, those usually are like the... Uh, I guess you would call it the uh, more common of the, of the bunch. I get a lot of cherry in a lot of my flavors when I try them, but I mean, that's uh that's really good. I know. I will say anything I've tried that Brandon's picked has been pretty damn good. This is the fourth or fifth pick of his that I've tried. I know another one that he's coming out with soon uh, is from Penelope. This is a cool one coming forward. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. We'll just want to talk about the blue note. So this blue note Juke Joint whiskey, it's uncut, unfiltered. Um, Mike, do you want to explain what that means?
2: So I I'm, I hope I'm I'm correct here. So uncut means it came out of the barrel and they did not cut it with any water. Mm-hmm. Typically, to prove to get the proof down. So say it, it goes into the barrel at 100, you know, 122 proof they want to get something down to 92 or they just want more bottles they want to produce more bottles from that barrel they'll add water to it so that's where the term uncut comes from unfiltered i don't know that i could say that correctly brandon if you know that one
0: so i've been to a couple of distilleries they'll filter it with um almost like a coffee ground bag uh i know that's what boone county distillery does they'll actually Similar to how you pour water over the coffee filter so the coffee comes through, but the coffee grounds don't come through with it, they'll filter it. Some distilleries do that to keep the char out of the barrel. Because when you're dumping a 55-gallon or is it a 53-gallon barrel of bourbon, they char the barrel first. Well, that char, sometimes, (laughs) as the liquid goes in and out of the barrel itself, because that's what makes the color and creates the ages. The, uh, the bourbon bits goes into pieces. the wood. Yeah. Bits and pieces. Sometime bits and pieces of that char will fall off into the barrel. So when you pour that out, it's going to come out with it every once in a while. So that's why some people will, uh, unfilter it. Um, I don't mind it. I know some probably do. Uh, I don't see too much of a char to this. There are some tiny, tiny specks. I think I would say, but,
2: now I've been seeing a lot lately, charcoal filtered.
0: Mhm. And I'm so assuming that's I think, like you get
2: in your Keurig, you get those little Keurig, uh, those little charcoal packs. Mhm. Um. So that's a charcoal filter. They'll run them through. And When you see it, it says charcoal filtered.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh. So that is why it is called an uncut and unfiltered. And Michael did a fantastic job explaining the um, the uncut portion of that is, uh. So. When the bourbon goes into the bottle or into the bottle itself, it's going to be whatever it ends up as. But when it comes out of the barrel, it could be 135 proof. It may just be that they're trying, as Michael said, to get a bigger yield. Um, Say they're expecting X amount of bottles out of this. Okay, well, we're going to proof it down a little bit, adding that stilled water to add more volume to the bourbon itself, and uh, that is the one of the um, rules when it comes to bourbon. You can't add any coloring. You can't add any flavoring. It's just water that you can add in order for it to be a bourbon. Um, but I mean, for three years old, I mean, age is not always the tried and true way to go about it. But I'd say for this is a younger bourbon. Majority of them are going to be on the market between four and seven years for the most part nowadays. Uh, for a three year Barrel, I think Brandon knocked this out of the park.
2: Right. I actually have another Blue Note uncut, and this one beats it. Another sore pick, actually, and this one beats that one. The other one was a little. I thought I I thought it was a little peppery. The other one. And so when someone someone else was raving about it, this Blue Note uncut, I was I was like, I'm not impressed. You know, it's 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 spicy. It's it's hot. It's peppery. You know, it, it burns in the finish and Mm -hmm. you don't get that one here as much um i have quite a few blue notes
0: Uh, this blows the blue note crosswords out of the water oh the
2: crossroads for sure yeah i i still i still this is one of my favorites is the blue note nine year uncut
0: from elixir
2: is it uncut it's not it's not i don't uh, think it's it's uncut uncut. is it the 100
0: proof yeah it was barrel proof what was that at, it's barrel
2: proof, one twenty three point seven, but this is a nine that, year blue note, and if
0: yeah, I got that same bottle from Elixir there, in um, uh, just outside of Nashville, just southwest of Nashville, that's a great spot if you're ever Spring on a Hill, Tennessee, and, and you're going just hunting or just you're looking for a good store pick. That elixir uh, liquors out in Spring Hill, Tennessee is a go-to. He's always got samples for you to try too. That's the only reason I bought that blue note. Is the guy, dude, the dude gave me a sample and I was like, I can't walk out of this place without and I think it was only 60, 65 bucks, too. A real quick, Brandon is doing another barrel pick. I'm definitely hopping in on this one. Um, Absolutely. This, this one for baseball fans is gonna be a special one. Not just because all of his have a baseball theme, but Kyle, you'll enjoy this they, I believe they toasted it, right? It's Penelope. Penelope is also a fantastic bourbon. But what they did is they put it in a toasted barrel. So what happens with that, Kyle, is they take the bourbon, they age it for X amount of time, and they take it out of the barrel and they put it into a new barrel that is toasted, meaning it's not as charred as it was before. It creates a different flavor profile, uh, sometimes more of a smokier uh, hit. For the most part, that's what I've gotten out of it. Everyone's different, but what he did and what he paired with Penelope with, they put the the juice in this new barrel on opening day and they dumped it today on the final day. So it's all 162 games of the season. So it's a uh, the season long finish, I believe, is what it's going to be called. I will be hopping on that. If anybody listening to this is a bourbon fan and a baseball fan, I think you need to hit up either random. one. Yeah, either one. I bet if you're a bourbon fan, you need to do this. But I think it's cool and extra special uh, being a bourbon and a baseball fan. So moving on, as we yep. did the show last week.
2: So it's aged 162 games.
0: Yes, as, as we, we
2: needs that age statement.
0: <laughs> aged 162 games. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past weekend, a big one. There was really only one series that we were talking about. In our last podcast, Mets and Braves thought it was gonna be a marquee matchup. For the most part, it kind of fell flat. Yeah. it what, what I mean, do you, it still was. It still was great. It games. was a good matchup was great but, games. But it was just like the Mets are gonna met. And I think
1: statement of the series.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Braves came out and put a whooping. Dax uh Dansby Swanson. Went off with a home run, I think, versus Scherzer and DeGrom on back-to-back nights. Um, Matt Joyce seems to be heating up. This Braves team looks like a different team going into the playoffs than we've seen repeating teams. The big yeah. thing in baseball is you it's hard to repeat a World Series. Mike, what do you think? Did we lose Michael? I think we lost Michael. Do we have Michael? Yeah, because yeah,
2: health. health. Health, can you get you guys healthy? In, into the postseason, you know. I mean, the yeah. Dodgers lost Bueller, one of their top starting pitchers. Um, but yeah, the Braves—they—they're a young team. They're locking up their guys, young. And I mean, you like you said, Swanson. I don't. I you. I cut out for a minute there, but Swanson hit a home run in each night. Olson hit a home run in each night. I mean, and that's not even their t- their two biggest swingers. I mean, Olson is their home, home run but they got Riley. They got Acuna, who's not even having a great year. And could definitely turn on one, but they just keep pumping kids up to pitching. They they look like and pitching wins. Pitching wins the World Series.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they've got a stud rotation, and Strider coming up is uh, a wild card, being a rookie. But they just came off winning the World Series. They just continue to add talent, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with not just this year, but years to come. I saw a statistic, not a statistic, but I think it was talking baseball posted of all the young players they have locked up through like the next six years. And it's yeah. like nine or 10 of their 25 man roster. And they're all studs. Yep. Austin Riley, you've got Robert Acuna who, if healthy could very well be the best player in the league when healthy. He hasn't, I don't think he's fully recovered from an ACL. I've had three ACL repairs. It takes a hot minute to come back from that. So I'm not surprised. He had a he struggle. He came back near. quick. Yeah. He came back less than a year. I believe. He came back quick. He he tore it right before the All-Star break last year, and he only missed a month or two or a month and a half, I think, before he came back this year. I think he kind of rushed it.
2: Uh, May, late April.
0: Yeah. So but I, that's a team. I'm wearing the hat. Um, Michael did ask me before the podcast, why do I have a Braves hat on? I chose after the weekend they had. I got to wear a Braves hat because they they put it to the Mets and they they made their statement. We're still here. What I was saying, Mike, was it's hard to repeat in the major leagues as World Series champs. I don't think it's been done since the Yankees did in 97, 98. There's a reason for that. There's a lot of parody in the game. um, And it's just hard to win multiple series in a row in the playoffs. But I think this Braves team looks Way different than any other repeater we've seen over the last several years. The Cubs starting in tw- – even the, the Royals, 15 to 16. The Royals, I don't think, even made the playoffs in 16. Uh, and if they did, they fizzled out real quick. Okay. In 16 into 17, the Cubs kind of limped into the playoffs, um, and they were lucky to beat the Nationals, and then they got destroyed by the Dodgers. Uh, they didn't look like a team that could repeat. 17 into 18 – uh, who won in 17? The Red Sox won in 18. Uh, why am I blanking 17, on
2: 17? The Astros,
0: Astros so, 17 yeah. and 18. They looked good, but they still had a part of the season where they just didn't look great. Uh, and then 18 and 19, the Red Sox just kind of fell off the map. I think they traded Mookie Betts after that season. And then 19 into 20. Uh, I mean, just normally it's hard to repeat because you usually have that... Lag and that hangover through the middle of the season. The Braves kind of had that, but, boy, have they turned it on towards the end of the season. That's a team to watch out for, uh, for sure. Uh, I know we want to try to get – I think
2: they're the first team that – I think they're the best team that has both ends, offense and pitching. Oh, for sure,
0: for sure. Especially with the Dodgers without Beeler. I mean, the Dodgers are stacked, and they've got a ton of talent. Um, But I I think if we were to say the team that is the best well-rounded – where is the Braves weakness maybe the bullpen and I don't even think that that's too big of a weakness lately
2: no they, they have had the same same few guys the last few years
0: yeah it's um, and and that's another thing is consistency in the lineup helps and I think that that's really going to help them and they've got the experience from the last couple of years um moving on a couple of big things happened this past weekend and only this a week couple as well uh And might I say um, something we may never see again for much of our lives or much of our uh, baseball fandom. The big one to me was Albert Pujols' Sunday and Monday. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know Judge hit 62, and we'll touch on that in a second. But Pujols, with his home run on Sunday, number 702, tied Babe Ruth with the second most RBIs ever. And then the next night, the dude hits another bomb, a two run home run to jump run. past Babe Ruth and sits all time second in RBIs ever, which I didn't even realize. We were talking so much about his home run race that I didn't even realize how close he was on RBIs. That's just yeah. to pass to pass Babe Ruth and everything. He's behind him in home runs, but I mean incredible.
1: Yeah. Uh, just as a a baseball fan, a nonchalant baseball fan, it it was incredible to watch. It was just one of those where, like, I don't pay attention to all of the games. And especially as a Reds fan, you don't stick to the Cubs or anybody else like that. But I made sure I watched the, those games because you just wanted it to
2: happen.
0: Yeah. Oh, I w- I was hoping. And once I saw that he was within range, I was like, I really want him to this like i really want him uh to to get not only he already hit 700 but i really want him to pass that uh, RBI record and the the way he did it uh to tie the game and then also to just he tied the game twice i think he took the lead or he took the lead with the first double in the first inning on sunday it was just it was it was fun to watch and i don't think i've really said that much about cardinals baseball before The other part that happened last night.
2: It's never fun to watch.
0: No, it's never been fun to watch Cardinals baseball. Sorry, Cardinals fans. You just know it. You would say the same thing about the Cubs. So I think we can relate on that one. Um, Last night, since we're recording here on Wednesday, October the 5th, uh, Aaron Judge broke the AL record. We were watching live and we were listening live last week when he had not had a base hit up until that moment. Did you Mm -hmm. know that? So he's between 61 and
2: 62?
0: Yeah. And they'd hurt him with the triple crown race. But I mean, Uh, 62, uh, 62, it it gave me chills just watching. Did you see the dugout reaction? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, how about the guy
2: from left field that thought he could catch it in the bullpen?
0: I didn't see that part. I was just like freaking out. I was like, this is insane. And then I was like, I've got a post on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed our Instagram post this week. We've been trying to uh, get out some more content baseball-wise. Don't worry, bourbon folks. We're going to have more bourbon uh, content coming out as well. But really fall cool. weather season. is bourbon weather. Yeah, fall weather is bourbon weather. Heat it up. Uh, question for you guys. I did want to pose. It came to me this morning. So, if you had a choice, you had to choose between one of the two, would you rather hit total home runs in a season or hit for the triple crown?
2: So, if I'm going to hit that 62, I'm going to hold the record?
0: You just have to hit 62 home runs.
2: So I was thinking with Judge, he he, 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 he holds the American League records. So. Have the AL right, but so yeah, are you to, you like you're asking.
0: Yeah, I, so if you know, were so Aaron Judge right now, or
2: try to hit a different average, yeah, you go for that home run record. Yeah, chicks dig, chick's dig the long ball.
0: <laughs> but I think it's been what the Triple Crown's only been done a handful of times. Still, it, still going with the home run. Like
2: right though, There's a hand full of guys have the Triple
0: Crown. Oh. There's one home run king. I hear you. I'm supposed to... Cheers. I... <laughs> <take the> long <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Uh, I would agree. I would go for the home run record. Um, I do think that there is um, some pageantry, though, with having a Triple Crown because it tells you that you were the best in multiple categories rather than just swinging for the fences multiple times, but... Uh, on that note, Aaron Judge, with the lack of hits over the last week, did lose the Triple Crown. Luis Arias from the Twins batted 316, and I think the last check I saw Judge was at 310, um, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. I was hoping to see it, but uh, he sat thought, out the
2: last game too, didn't he? He sat out 162.
0: Well, he had played, I believe, like 54 or 55 straight games coming into today, so I don't blame him. I think Aaron Boone was keeping Judge in uh, just to try to see if he could get one, number 62. Um, he deserved the day He's off, about in to my have a week off.
2: He's about yeah. to have a week off. Yeah, he got the bye. I,
0: I think at a certain point, he wasn't going to catch Luis Arias, which is part of that as well. Uh, I did gotcha, just look.
2: Too. That did, so that didn't matter.
0: Poor Freddie Freeman. I say poor Freddie Freeman. Uh, the last two podcasts we did, he was well ahead of everybody. Uh, within the batting title in the National League. He got passed this week by Jeff McNeil from the Mets, who batted 326. Freddie batted 325. But I do think it's pretty cool and kind of also crappy for Freddie. He had 199 hits. We don't see 200 hit seasons anymore. Yeah. Very, very rare. He was that close. He went three for four today and hit a bomb. But, I mean, poor Freddie. Uh, Garrett Cole kind of got the shaft yesterday with Aaron judge's home run. Garrett Cole, I believe struck out, uh, a record for the season. I think it was more than 260 strikeouts, uh, by really? my sheet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I saw something today about that.
0: Yeah. He, uh, he a, the season, I don't know the if it's season a season record. record. I don't, it might I'm be looking it up. Hold on. Um, I know it was a record. JP, uh, commented, uh, on Instagram about it, that he kind of felt bad for Garrett Cole because it kind of felt like he was overshadowed from the judge bomb.
1: Garrett Cole sets New York Yankees I single like season I, strikeout record.
0: Yankees, because I'm pretty sure there's been 300 strikeout seasons. Oh, for sure. Yeah, back in the day when guys were throwing oh. 300, 400 innings a year. But i that was a franchise record, which is still pretty cool. Think about how long the Yan- Yankees have been around, how amazing they've been. What is it, 28 championships in their history? It's 27, 28. I don't know if 2009 was. We don't, have to, we don't have to bring that up. We don't have to worry about it. Uh, the Yankees fans will tell us, don't worry. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> just, just think of the his- history of that franchise. He just broke that record. So that's okay. pretty cool. Uh, and then the last one, Kyle, you might want to take your headphones off for this one. For the second time in their history, the Cincinnati Reds lost 100 games in a season, which to me is very impressive. Yeah. This team has been around longer than any other team in baseball. They are the founding franchise. Was it 76, 1876, I think was their first season. Uh, it's got to be, it's in the 70s, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all. I drive by the sign every day. You would think that it would be ingrained in my head, but... Uh, Let me triple check the math. I know it's 141 seasons that they've been keeping statistics for the Reds, and they've only lost 100 games twice.
2: Yeah, that 100 Uh, loss there flipped Kyle. He went to Wrigley, and look at the guy. 1869.
0: Uh,
1: 1869.
0: Okay, I thought it was. Yeah, you're right. And was it the first season they started keeping statistics in '76? I, or maybe they the were first still time riding they-
2: horses to get to their games. <laughs> there was no uh, such thing
0: as a car. Uh, they were taking trains across country
1: 1879. National League keeps reached first base as official statistic.
0: I just think that's incredible for how, I won't say putrid, but for how bad some of those seasons have been for the Reds over the last two decades. Because growing up, I will say the Reds haven't been, other than the Cueto years with Dusty um, and Joey Votto's early and middle years, I don't think you would say that Cincinnati Reds were a bastion of like incredible baseball for a long time. They had that run, I'd say, what, oh, eight, oh, nine, 10, even early, early odds. Even but...
2: the low tens.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, uh,
2: how, in their history, when have they ever, per, you know, traded away their talent the year before, you know, in the off season right, before, right. you know, they asked so, for it. I,
0: I don't think for Red Frans are surprised, especially with the way they started the season. Just I, I found that very cool in a way that like it's only the second time in 141 years. You would think there are several franchises who have lost 1400 lost seasons. So. Okay, moving on. Uh, the final standings here, um, we really don't have to touch on much because not a whole lot has changed from last week. Uh, honestly, it's just basically the Mets and the Braves flip-flopping, um, and I think the wild cards remain the same. The Brewers got eliminated. Um, the Cubs the, actually – The
2: Mariners did step up. The Mariners stepped up and got the fifth spot. Over right. The Rays getting similar.
0: Um, which is also awesome because the Mariners, for the first time in 21 years, they broke the longest playoff Um, playoff list. They held the longest
2: playoff drought.
0: Drought. That's the word I was looking for. Um, So that's really cool. Um, Who's
2: that now? Who's the two teams that are tied now? Do you know that? Who are the two teams that are now tied?
0: In baseball or overall? Because I think they held the longest playoff drought among sports. Among sports? Yeah, I believe it was the longest playoff drought among sports coming into this year because the Bills had that for a while and they've made it to the playoffs a couple years in a row in the major leagues off the top of my head real quick. I am going to say, here's that delay in the podcast that Kyle's really mad at. Um, do you know the answer, Michael? Is that why you're asking? I
2: do. No, I do
1: know. Well then okay. spit it out.
0: <laughs> no, I'm getting real quick. I am going to guess. Trout. Uh, My Trout's on one of those. Yeah, Yeah. the Angels. Um, the other one was going to be uh, an NLS team, the Diamondbacks, but I think they've been there since. Yeah, they made it a couple of years ago. So um, I have no idea.
2: It is the, you want to tell you? It's oh, the yeah,
0: Detroit sure. Tigers now. Oh, that makes sense. It's Which is, there's only Angel- been 10, 12 years, 2,000.
2: Oh, uh, 2000- ten years ago.
0: 2012, I think, is they, when they lost to the Giants, right? Uh, the Giants won it in
2: 2012. I know that much. But uh, yeah, that's what how- I
0: said, is 2012 they lost to the Giants because they went back-to-back years, and I think they lost to the Cardinals as well in 2013. Uh, 2011, since 2013 was the Red Sox. Um, so, moving on, we're going to go to the playoff series. Uh, I think we've got some intriguing matchups here. Um I think it's going to be some really good baseball. And the cool thing about this year is this is the first year of what they're calling the wild card round rather than just the wild card game. Uh, for the last several years, it's been a one game winner take all. That won't be the case this year because that only used to be the fourth and the fifth seeds used to take on uh, for the wild card. Now it is six teams in each league make the playoffs. This year, we have the Rays versus the Guardians. That's going to be hard to say at first because. They're formerly a different name. Uh, the Mariners will O'Connor. travel to Toronto. Uh, San Diego will travel to New York to take on the Mets. And the Phillies take on the Cardinals. First thoughts on these series, guys.
1: I'm excited. I think
0: the,
2: the NL series are, are more exciting to me. Of course, I am a more NL guy but uh, the the Rays, the cleveland cleveland guardians kind of you know that was a division anybody could have won so not too high on them the rays have kind of slipped into kind of limped into the playoffs
0: there a little bit slimped but... they slimped um so i, I think, am that, an I L- think L-
2: there's some gonna
0: be some it's gonna be fun baseball kyle what one are you most excited for
1: I'm intrigued to watch this Mariners Blue Jays matchup. Me too.
0: Yeah. Me too. I think that's my favorite series of the four. Yeah. Um, Partially because the Mariners breaking that drought 21 years. It's been since the 2001 season when they won the record 116 games. They had Ichiro. I think Griffey was on that team, Edgar. Lou Pinello was the manager. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but it's cool to see see them in the celebration. Did you see the celebration after the game that they had?
1: Yeah,
0: it was really cool. Uh, Some
2: kind of circle dance on the field, right?
0: Yeah, the circle dance Some on the field. It was a walk-off home run. Uh, have you seen The Call by the uh, the Mariners' main broadcaster? Yeah. I, so I yeah. watch a lot of baseball. I think the Mariners' broadcaster is incredible. I really like his voice and just the way he broadcasts during the game, conversational, but that's a podcast for a different day when we'll have yeah. announcers on our podcast.
1: They're broadcasters uh, all around.
0: Oh, for sure. Like, for sure.
1: NFL, NHL, Vin, Vin, MLB. Vince
0: Vin Scully was number one, so now I. Oh, don't for know. sure. So I um, but I think Seattle. I don't think a lot of people get to listen to Seattle because not many people listen. to Seattle, give it, give it a shot. If you've got MLB TV, I really like the broadcasters there. Um, so now that we've talked about the playoff series, let's start the playoff predictions. Um, what you're going to notice here is uh, we're going to have on our link tree, on our Instagram account, a playoff bracket. Michael, uh, you're going to fill yours out as well as Kyle's got it. He's shown it here. I've got mine here ready to go. It is the Barrels and Barrels, a bourbon and baseball bracket challenge. Um, Cool thing here, guys. Uh, We're going to allow your listeners and the viewers to potentially win a prize here. Um, We're going to be giving away a bottle of Weather Special Reserve uh to the winner of the bracket challenge so what that means is you're going to have to guess the winners of each series and make a bracket similar to the NCAA bracket challenge anybody who's listening I guarantee you've filled a bracket for the NCAA out correct that's now a thing that like grandmas yeah March Madness grandmas are filling out brackets so if you're listening to this you filled out a bracket similar similar way of doing this You get points per round you win. Uh, You're going to get one point for every correct wildcard winner. You're going to get two points for every correct ALDS and NLDS winner. Uh, There are two series in each of those rounds. Um, And then you'll get four points for every ALCS slash NLCS winner. And then if you can correctly guess the World Series champion, uh, you're going to get seven points. One thing, I'm going to put it as a tiebreaker because it could happen and I don't want to get in this scenario. Uh, If you're listening right now, On top of whoever wins the World Series, put the amount of runs scored in the total combined World Series. That'll be the tiebreaker, the person with the closest amount of runs. So say over the seven games, you think the two teams are going to combine it for 23 total complete runs. That will be your tiebreaker point. Um, So just put that in the circle with uh, your World Series champion, which will be right at the top. There are some rules to this, not just filling it out. because we want your engagement here. We want you to help and maybe talk crap to us. I'm totally going to be talking crap if my bracket's doing well. We ask you to follow these rules. In order to win, you're going to have to do the following four things. Follow us on Instagram. That's the first thing. That is at barrels underscore and underscore barrels. Uh, So, again, follow us on Instagram. Tag a friend in the comments. You only have to do one. If you want to do more, by all means, do more, but you have to tag at least one friend. Three, you're gonna have to fill in on the bracket a code word. And Michael, what is our code word?
2: Um, it is Brandon's favorite player's name, <laughs> Strowman.
0: It's not my favorite player, my favorite player is on the Tigers, uh, and also on the Yankees, but um stroman s-t-r-o-m-a-n that is your code word uh so you'll have to put that on your bracket and then that fourth one is you're going to have to send us that bracket one way or the other whether that's email ig uh you can send it to us in a uh In a dm or you can post it on your page with the hashtag bnb bourbon bracket it must include that code word uh within your post and it has to be before 1207 friday because that is the first pitch of the first series of the playoffs i just want to make it fair for everybody so i know this is short notice that is how this works Uh, We're going to blast this out on social media for these 24 to 36 hours uh, after the podcast. So please, please, please follow those four rules and best of luck. Um, And let's dive into our predictions here, boys. Free to play. Free to play. Yeah. And that's the cool thing. Uh, You're going to get a walk-offs and whiskey um, mouse pad. Uh, which is kind of cool, uh, and also the uh, the bottle of bourbon. And Weller's Special Reserve, I know for a lot of people across country, a hard one to find. Um, I've got the bottle back here. Uh, we will ship that out and uh, get your information. There may be some other goodies mixed in there as well. Michael's showing his off uh, as well. So let's jump into it. I'm an NL guy first, so I'm going to start with the opposing league, Rays Cleveland. Who you guys got?
2: I'm going go. I' go. okay, so I'll go. i I'm going with the Rays. I think the uh, Cleveland doesn't have enough both sides. I think they've got they've got Shane Bieber um on the as their ace, Tristan McKenzie, as their surprise breakout candidate final this year. Uh, but I think the Rays have enough pitching that if their guy can only go three innings, they've got enough starters for a three-game series to to shove it. So I've got the Rays beating
0: the Guardians.
1: Kyle? I also have the Rays beating the Guardians.
0: And uh, I'm going to also go with the Rays beating the Guardians. My reasoning is the Guardians do not have the offense to stand up to the Rays pitching. Uh, just a couple of quick stats. The Rays have McClanahan going in game one. The Indians, oh, oh there it is. That's a fine. I'm going to mark that down. Uh that's one that is one dollar to charity. Um the Guardians are the eleventh worst batting average versus left-handed hitters this year. Uh and they also, I believe, struggled versus righties at times um to hit the ball out of the ballpark. I do think home runs in the playoffs uh a little more they're they're weighted a little more. Not that you get more runs out of them, but home runs in bigger moments tend to seem to swing the momentum more in playoff games and the Gosh. lack of firepower. Mm-hmm within the Cleveland, in the Cleveland Guardians lineup is, uh, I almost got it. I saved myself. Uh, it is, uh, a little less. Um, so I'm going to go with the race next series in the AL Mariners versus the blue Jays, Michael.
2: Um, I've got as, as fun as see. Is they do have Julio Rodriguez having a great rookie season? Yeah, I, I didn't see rookie him year. coming out,
0: and he just strong. got a big deal.
2: Yeah, um, I, I they've got some great pitching, some some two Two young guys, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby, but I still, still think Toronto's a better offense, um, with Bo Bichette, Vlad, and then their whole outfield of George Springer. Um, I've got I've got Toronto,
0: Kyle. Uh
1: I wanted to pick Toronto for everything that Michael said, but as a Reds fan, I want to see Jesse Winker and Suarez get a playoff win. So mm-hmm. I picked the Mariners.
0: And you know who's pitching That's in game one for the Mariners? For the Mariners. Luis Castillo. So yeah. there's another Red. Uh I really half the Reds team. Yeah, half the Reds. It's it's the Reds in the Northwest. Uh, I also went with Michael on this one. I'm taking the Blue Jays mainly because of the home field advantage of Toronto. I haven't looked, but I don't know how many players in Seattle are vaccinated. That's going to play a big role because all three games are in Toronto, uh, and all three games in every series will be at the home team. Toronto, though, went 2-5 and versus Seattle this year, and I think Castillo is going to pitch better than Manoa, who is the only two starters that have been announced for game one in that series, but I'm still going to go with Toronto. I do think they'll probably lose game one. And I think they come back on the next two. So let's move over to the boy.
2: Manoa's my boy. He's a stud second year.
0: Yeah. Uh, But I don't think the blue Jays just have the experience that some of these players in Seattle do, even though the Mariners haven't made it in years, they've got a lot of more, a lot more veterans in my mind on their team than the Blue Jays do. But let's jump into the National League, that 3-6 matchup. The Cardinals are hosting the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, That first pitch is going to be on ABC at 2 7 game one on Friday. Uh, Michael, who you got? (laughs) Phillies.
2: No no question, Phillies. (laughs) (laughs) Remember I told you there was a bracket who I want to win and who I think is going to win. These are hot right now. They might, you know, Schwarber has been hitting a home run every night, maybe even two every night. Uh, Harper, Harper isn't, hasn't been hot, but he will, I think he'll come in big moments. Bryson, Stott at shortstop, and then Alec Baum and, and Gene Segura across the infield with Reese Hoskins. I think they're well rounded. For a three game series, they've got Manoa, or not Manoa, I'm sorry. Noah. Nola, yeah. Noah. Yep who's had a great year after struggling last year, maybe even the year before. Zach Wheeler, even a better year. And then uh, Kyle Gibson, who came over from Texas, they got... um, Yeah, his second year, I think, with the
0: Phillies, right? Or was this his first year?
2: No, not overpowering. Yeah. I want to say it's his first year.
0: He's on my fantasy team, that's all. But he's not overpowering.
2: And then to come up with the year before... Have four come out of the open, but I think Nola yeah. and Wheeler shut them down for a short three game series. The, the Cardinals are a little too, if I say that, they have a lot of pitching. They, some magic they did into Jose Quintana, the guy struggled for three, four years, and all of a sudden the guy is a 293 ERA. Come yeah. on. Got Again, I've, I've
0: got Phillies.
1: Uh, I picked the Cardinals.
0: Uh, this one probably is the most difficult matchup for me. Um, Out of the four, part of me wants the Phillies to win because my Cubs affiliation and the Cardinals, but um, I think it's the Cardinals. I think that the home field advantage, I think the Pujols, Yachty, and the Wayno Magic will take them through one round. Um, I think the Phillies wasted a lot of their gas towards the end, and they had struggled coming into this past weekend. Uh, They got swept by the Cubs last week. They were having a hard time. I do think it's the Cardinals in this series. Ooh. I'm not saying that's who I'm rooting for. I'm just saying who I, I know. I hit.
2: it's I I agree with that Cardinals match if like they pull it out, you know they'll have yeah. so their star player will get hurt and they'll call up somebody to add him to their wild card roster and he'll go mm-hmm. through, you know four for four.
0: Yeah, and we're never going to have heard of him before. Okay. Uh, last wild card round matchup. Uh, let's try to get this a little quicker. Uh, the Padres versus the Mets. I
2: I think this is a tough one. Uh, both have some gr- some good pitchers. One and two. I mean, the Mets oh. have one, two, three, four pitching. Um, but in the end, I've got the I've got the Mets moving up. They they've got some they've got aces to come across. I know the the struggled, but they've got aces.
0: Kyle.
1: Same reason I picked the Mets.
0: So I want to pick the Padres because I I just like a lot of their players. Um, but pitching wins championships, and beyond you and uh, uh, the lefty who used to be on the Rays, I can't even. Musgrove. Uh, well, you got Musgrove. He's probably oh, going to be. Oh, Snell. Yeah, Snell. Um, he's got the playoff experience, but he hasn't had the most amazing year. They've got some arms, too, um, between those three. And then uh, um, is Mania still healthy for the Padres? Manaya,
2: Min- I don't know if he's healthy, but he has not had a good year. He's got five. Yeah, I, mean, three, I know five he really year. struggled, um,
0: but he still has talent there. Revinger
2: has struggled. Yeah, uh,
0: but I'm going to go with the Mets as well, uh, which is kind of chalk except for the Rays. Rays are the only one that I picked that was – lower seat so let's go back to the al bracket uh it's going to be a divisional matchup the rays versus the yankees is who i had uh and we all had that pick so guys who goes on to the alcs
2: i i even though i like the rays pitching better i don't think the yankees have the best pitching i don't think there's depth at starting The, the yankees offense i think will will is better much better than the Rays. The Rays are a young younger team with Wander. I don't, is Wander even healthy at shortstop?
0: I don't think um, he I don't is. think that,
2: I don't I don't think they have enough bats to overpower the bats that the Yankees do. So I've got the Yankees moving
0: on.
1: I have the Yankees as well.
0: And I will make that a quick one. I also have the Yankees. The Yankees just have more of a well-rounded lineup from top to bottom and their... are uh, I mean, they have the MVP Golden on too. their team. Uh, and just their pitching, I think, will hold up strong enough, especially on the rest to match up with the Rays. As far as the second series, um, Kyle, you have the Mariners versus the Astros. Michael and I both have Toronto versus the Astros. Michael, first, who are you advancing to the LCS? Did we lose Michael again?
2: I think Verlander. I think Verlander is going to win that game one for him. I think he's just got the 39 years old. He's got the experience. He's had an incredible year, but I still got Toronto moving on. I still like their bats better. Kyle?
1: I picked the Astros.
0: As did I. I think Houston is the best well-rounded team in the AL. Um, Don't sleep on Valdez uh framer uh with the uh, astros they also have another young pitcher who's doing very well this year and i think um they just got uh mccullers back within the last couple of months who's pitched very well since he's been back so i think houston moves on i really like that blue jays team they are stacked with some young talent they've got great pitching uh, between gosman and manoa but i think that the astros and what's happened the last couple of years is going to be a big player with the Astros. And I have them moving on into the ALCS. And a reminder that the ALDS starts on October 11th. And I believe that is a five-game series. So it's a best of three. Uh, so the first team of three wins. Okay, let's move over to the NLDS. We'll stop, start on the top of the bracket. Uh, Michael, you had the Phillies move on. Both Kyle and I had St. Louis. They're taking on the Braves, whoever comes out of that Phillies-Cardinals series. Michael, who do you got? Braves. No question. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's three that make it real quick and easy. We already talked a little bit about the Braves, their rotation, and just that team in general. They're firing on all cylinders, and I think it's going to be hard to try to find a hole. Try to find a hole in that team. Yeah. Next one. Uh, we're going Mets versus the Dodgers, I think, is what we all picked. Uh, Michael, who you got?
2: This is this is tough. Um, I was back and forth. Uh, Mets with their top three pitching. I don't think the Mets quite have the bats that the Dodgers do. Uh, the Dodgers' rotation is really quietly good. They haven't got much attention with H- Julio Urias. I think he has 17 wins on the year. Check that again. 17 and 7 with a 2.17 ERA.
0: And this was I his first year where he Gonsall really got in. starting the whole year, too, because he had, for the last several years, he led the NL and ERA,
2: 2.16. So as much as I'd rather see the Braves and Mets get a matchup again there, I, I would much rather see Braves match up in NLCS. I'm going with the Dodgers. I hate to see I have that, the Dodgers as match matchup well. again. But...
0: Dodgers with the home field advantage through the playoffs um, every round. They are an incredible team. They have been for several years and I have them beating the Mets. I just don't think the Mets are going to be able to stack up, especially traveling to the West coast after probably playing, I think a three game tough series versus the Padres who are pretty young, but also pretty feisty. They have, uh, they went big at the deadline. The Padres are going to give the Mets a fight. And I think the way the Mets have been trending lately, they'll make it through the Padres, but they're going to have a hard time with the Dodgers. I have the Dodgers moving on. Now, the ALCS that kicks off October 19th. The NLCS kicks off October 18th. I'm going to switch it up a bit here, boys. NLCS winner. You've got we both, we all three have the Braves versus the Dodgers, who's moving on to the World Series.
2: I think it's the same matchup, but it's. I think the Braves have just that team all around. I mean, the Dodgers do too. They've got some gas in the bullpen, but still the Braves.
1: Kyle. I have the Braves as well.
0: Uh, and you guys all thought that uh, we would be different, but I also have the Braves as well, moving on to the World Series. So we jump over to the other side of the bracket. Um, Kyle, you went Yankees-Houston, correct? Mm-hmm. Michael, you went Yankees and Toronto. Who do you have coming out of that side?
2: I've got Toronto. I've got the I've got the Canadians coming to the World Series. So t- Toronto versus Braves.
0: Wow, that's a great matchup.
1: I have Yankees Braves going into the World Series,
0: and this is where that's we, a we all classic differ. Classic matchup right there. Yankees Braves, that takes me back to the 90s. But I am going to go with a repeat World Series of last year. We've got the Houston Astros taking on the Atlanta Braves in the World Series in my bracket. I just think that the Astros, especially what's happened the last couple of years, They've got the Yankees' number. I do think that they've got a chip on their shoulder. So I'm saying Houston and Atlanta in the World Series. That will kick off on October the 28th. And if it lasts all seven games, it'll be the latest a baseball season has ever run, mainly because of the lockout. Uh, November 5th will be Game 7, if that is the case. Michael, you have the Blue Jays taking on the Braves. Who is your World Series winner?
2: I feel like I guess i a record, but I, I, I half hate it, half love it for where I live. But if if the Braves do well in my area, then people watch baseball. So go Braves. Braves are going to win, repeat, and win the World Series again.
1: I also have the
2: Braves winning the World Series.
0: Oh, okay. So we have two people casting the Braves so far. I have the Astros and the Braves in the World Series. I've been wearing a Braves hat the entire podcast. But there's a reason I have the Astros hat behind me. I think Dusty Baker finally gets the job done. I do think that the Astros have a chip on their shoulder. I do think that they're playing with some fire, some passion. Um, It'd be cool to see Verlander get with the new way of cheating. And that's going to really mess up (laughs) and make our uh, our walk-offs and whiskey uh, sponsors a little upset. But, hey, I'm going with the Astros I have my tiebreaker at 31 runs. Uh, I think the Houston Astros and the Braves will play seven games. This is going to be a bloodbath. It was really hard for me to decide between the two, but I'm going Astros. And uh, uh, I think that that's just going to be an incredible playoffs.
2: I don't like to hear the Astros back in the playoffs. I still have that bitter taste, you know, that nasty taste from 2017. I it's still have a few of those guys on there.
0: I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Now, Kyle, you did do something pretty cool this weekend. Shifting off of uh, the bracket talk real quick, I want to hear your uh, your fun family trip to Wrigley Field, the Friendly Confines. How was that?
1: It was incredible. Uh, I've been to Chicago before. I've walked around Wrigley. I've never got to actually go into Wrigley. Um, so, I was seven years old again going to my first baseball game uh i was literally that guy on the trip that was like we have to get there early we have to do this we have to do that so uh we we got there got to see the big cub sign everybody was taking their picture in front of it um walked in it felt homey in the best way possible it was it's not a small ballpark but it felt small and uh Yeah, I fell in love with it. The some of the people weren't lovely, but. uh, Yeah, we got amazing seats. We the staff there was incredible. Uh, Treated us like we were Cubs fans. Um, Food is food. Drinks were drinks, but the overall experience. Reds didn't come out with a win, but. uh, I was just happy to be there and. you got yeah. got to hear Go Cubs go. Got to hear Go Cubs go. Got to hear Jane Lynch sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Uh, yeah, I could say so many amazing things, but we're already an hour in. And, uh, <laughs> and
0: we were trying to keep this short, um, but I do think it's, I, I really want to hear more about this, man. Like, you've been to a couple ballparks now. What number was this for you?
1: <sighs> I don't know.
0: Where would you rank it among ballparks that you've been in? Top three, for sure. Okay. Uh, If you had to pick a favorite part of the ballpark, um, what would it be?
2: The overall –
1: I don't think I had a favorite spot in the ballpark. It was just the atmosphere. I mean, you've been to a great American ballpark. It's not packed. It's not – There's not a lot of camaraderie, and I know we were in the last home series for them, and it might have been packed out for that, but uh, I felt like everybody there loved baseball. They were Uh there to watch baseball. They weren't there to root on the Cubs. They were there to watch baseball, and that is what I love about the game. Yes, you have those people that are diehards and will root for their team every day. I'm a Reds fan. But as you can see, I'm decked yeah. out in Cubs gear. I love yeah. baseball.
0: We didn't talk about that. You've got a Cubs hat on. you got a Cubs. That was the game day giveaway.
1: Yeah. Little, little Cub hoodie. Um, yeah, and I went to the pro shop, and I'm following Brandon's lead. Uh, I didn't do this when I was younger, but when I go to a ballpark, I went out buy a hat.
0: Yeah, I buy a hat at every uh, Major League Baseball stadium I've been at um uh, I'm, I'm at 20 now i dropped one because the rangers decided that after 20 years of having a stadium let's just build a brand new one uh so i got to go back to texas to go to uh, i believe is it globe life park or globe life field now uh yep. Which I but here's a- the ballpark days. at arlington was pretty cool yeah and i've heard yeah you're right yeah, i've heard it's fantastic there as well kyle we're going to a Cubs game, all three of us. Um, I have season tickets. We'll go in the bleachers. We're going to go around Wrigleyville. Um, I'm really happy you had a great time at Wrigley. I do think that it is a place every baseball fan needs to be, be at at some point in their lifetime. I don't necessarily think it's the best ballpark. Um, but when it comes to atmosphere, I think it's the best one I've been to uh, for sure. And I'm not saying that as a Cubs fan, I'm saying that as a baseball fan. I think Wrigley is the best atmosphere. It has that homey feel. Like you said, it's not the smallest in the league, but it's got that just quaint feel to it because there's only two levels. There's two decks. Um, and everything just seems so close to play. But Wrigley is a must. And we'll we'll touch on stadiums here down the road in future podcasts. But I really wanted to hear your first impressions of the stadium. And I'm really glad as a Cubs fan that you loved it. Uh, real quick, jumping back to the bracket, I did want to list off some odds here. I'm a gambler. I like to gamble on baseball. I've got tickets on the Phillies. I've got tickets uh, on the uh, the Cardinals. I also have a ticket on the Rays uh, to win the World Series. And earlier this year, I bought a ticket on the Blue Jays to win the World Series. So my money and my mind wants those teams. But The Dodgers are three to one. The Astros are four to one. Braves are five to one. Yankees are five to one. Mets seven and a half to one, which would equate to 15 to two. Uh, That's plus seven fifty for those gamblers out there. Toronto Blue Jays, 12 to one Cardinals, 15 to one Padres, 20 to one Guardians, 25 to one Mariners, 25 to one Phillies and Rays are both 35 to one. So if you think they've got a shot, go put a buck on them. You win $35 transitioning. We were challenged last week. Uh, by our friends over at Reaching for the Bars to Sober October. We are on October the 5th. Kyle, you and I are not the only two who are up for the challenge because we're the only two brave, brave ones on this podcast. Uh, the other one just doesn't like to uh, um, put his neck out there and do things that challenge him. So uh, cake. we can mute Michael for the next three or four minutes and talk about how your Sober October is going.
1: Uh, besides being sore, it's great. <laughs> I don't think I've done this many squats in my life, but uh, no, I feel good. its I wouldn't say I'm an inactive person, but it's definitely pushed me a little bit more, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens on October 31st.
0: Yeah. Uh, For those who are just tuning in or you don't know, uh, Reaching for the Bars is a podcast out of Huntsville, Alabama. They have challenged us and their listeners, but they did challenge portions of our podcast to do this Uh, real quick. There are a lot of points and you can figure out the whole thing on their Instagram page. They've got a link tree. And for those of you who are still listening and want to participate in our bracket challenge, I meant to tell you, That bracket is posted in our link tree. You can get that right at the top, which is in the bio of our Instagram page. As far as back to reaching for the bars, their challenge, there's a lot to it. I'm not going to dive into everything, but mainly you just have to do 100 push ups every day, 200 air squats every day, hit half of your body weight in water, meet your macros. You get extra points and you get deductions here and there. Um, I'm doing okay. Today I'm going to be up zero because I did have alcohol for sober October. I thought the push ups were going to be a lot more tough and a lot more difficult than they have ended up being. I'm going to say I do a lot of working out. I do all that. But uh, normally, push ups in high volumes get me. Uh, they've been so far so good. I've had three knee surgeries, so the knees have not loved the air squats, but uh, I do feel pretty good. And in the last five days, I am down three and a half pounds. So. So far, so good. We'll see where we're at in a couple of weeks. We'll continue to do a quick update. Uh, but we were cr- challenged real quick, not only by RFTB, but there's a side bet, in a way, between the two producers. We've got Steve. Yeah, I don't know
1: how Chad and Trey <laughs> keep deciding that they want to challenge me. Steve. Chad and
0: Trey, yeah. Steve. I don't, I don't know. They don't really understand who they're messing with here. Uh, they called Kyle Steve in their latest podcast that dropped this week, and you can get them wherever you find your podcasts. But uh, yeah, Trey was the guy who got your name wrong, but he's challenging you and Chad, their producer. Also, his real name is Andrew um, to head to head. So the loser between the two podcasts, the podcast who loses has to do a TikTok dance chosen by. The winning podcast. So, Kyle, it's all on you, man. Or Steve, should I say?
2: Let's go, Steve.
0: (laughs) Steve, Kyle, Kyle, Steve, Kyle, Steve, Rhodey. It's all on you. Uh, And as we start to wrap this up, I do want to give a shout out to Walk Offs and Whiskey. We didn't really talk about what we're wearing today, Kyle. You did show your Cubs and uh, uh, your Cubs sweatshirt and your Cubs hat. I talked about the Braves and the Astros hat, but I also have a Whiskey. Whiskey, whiskey shirt, which also reads "Whiskey is key." This is from Whiskey and Walkoffs. That is one of our sponsors. Whiskey, uh, well, excuse me, Whiskey and Walkoffs, Walkoffs and Whiskey. Excuse me, man. I am so sorry for blowing that. It's Walkoffsandwhiskey.com. They're offering you, our listeners, a ten percent off promo code at Walkoffsandwhiskey.com. That promo code is the letters B N b again 10 percent off your order use the promo code b and b mikey what you got i see a cubs postseason hat on what's your shirt
2: postseason of course my shirt is for you brandon for last week for getting the uh, great bambino we got hamilton uh porter here from sandlot since you forgot the great bambino last week had 700 home runs
0: Oh Yeah, that's right. I made a mistake and Michael likes to correct people on their mistakes because he's extremely perfect and Michael has never ever made a mistake about anything in his life, uh, especially a bourbon mistake. He's never made that before either. He's never made a mistake about nope. how long nope. bourbon needs nope. to be in a barrel or a container and it doesn't even have to be in a barrel. But for those, all of you out there, I want you to know that Michael is the most perfect human being that has graced this earth and that we all need to keep his feet. Um, Can you crash? So, again, walkoffsandwhiskey.com. Use the promo code BNB for 10% off your order. Okay, real quick. Next week, we're going to preview. We're going to have a special podcast next week. We usually record on Wednesdays. We're doing next week's on Monday. That would be October the 10th. That is Columbus Day. Uh, so it should drop on the 11th. It'll be a recap of the wildcard weekend because all three of those games for every series should be done. We'll preview the division series, break down our brackets, where we sit, who's leading. And again, if you do want to join in on our bracket challenge, follow us on Instagram. That is at barrels underscore and underscore barrels. Uh, you can tag a friend. That's one of the rules. Code word in our podcast, Kyle. Yes. What's the, what's the code word? Oh, Stroman. Yes. So Stroman, that is S T R O M A N. You send an email to us that can be sent to barrels N, the letter N, barrels at gmail.com. Again, barrels and barrels at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us in a DM or hashtag BNB bracket with your post on Instagram. And again, you can find that post uh, or the bracket itself uh, in our link tree. And that's all we'll have next week. We'll try to make it a quick one, break down everything, talk about the uh, weekend in baseball, maybe talk about a different bourbon. You can find us on Instagram, as I mentioned, Barrels and underscore and underscore Barrels. We're now at 260 followers. Shout out to all of you. Twitter at Barrels and Barrels. Facebook, you can find that barrels and barrels pod and uh, the email, as I just mentioned, barrels and barrels at gmail.com. We're on YouTube. All the listeners on YouTube, you guys have been fantastic. We've had more than 115 views in the first two weeks. Big shout out to you. Please also rate us and review us and subscribe to our podcast. You can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcast, along with Spotify and Apple. Kyle, Michael, any final words? Let's go. (laughs) Uh, We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to episode three of Barrels and Barrels podcast, a bourbon and baseball podcast. Go Braves and go Astros, I guess.
2: Go teams.
0: Go teams.
2: Go sports.
0: We'll talk with you next week. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your day.
2: Let's go.